Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I didn't even realize this. I'm just catching up. I was watching the football game last night. There were two girls, and they flashed the camera last night during World Series Game 5, won by the uh, Houston Astros third in a row at Nationals Park, and they now have indefinite. (laughs) This is actually really funny. Two pretty cute girls, evidently. I've tracked them down on uh, social media. A bunch of you guys have tagged me uh, with them. Uh, they both simultaneously flashed their boobs behind home plate. First of all, I think this would be huge for baseball. If you told me that there were going to be boobs on every baseball game, how much would Major League Baseball playoff ratings go up? Second, I can't believe this has never happened before, uh, but they had two good-looking girls behind home plate decide to simultaneously flash their boobs, and one of the girls has posted uh, on uh, her Twitter account that she has been banned uh, by Major League Baseball from uh, attending the game uh, in the future. but She when, has something in common with how, you now. A lifetime I, ban because of boobs. Yeah, a lifetime ban. For, <laughs> and by the way, my boobs were visible on Lock It In, which is how I ended up doing the push-up challenge. So uh, this is, uh, I, I, I feel some kinship with her. But how did you guys not tell me about this? Like, I, I did not see this last night. If I hadn't gotten tagged in my mentions, uh, I was just checking this uh, this morning my mentions during the last uh, break to see <laughs> if I missed anything last night. How when I sat down to start the show this morning and I was like checking to see if we had audio uh, for all the different events, did you not say, hey, did you see those girls who flashed their boobs during the World Series last night? Really explanation for this, and it's an easy one. It would have completely distracted you from recapping last night's game and the other NFL action. Did anybody else see this? Like, uh, Dub, did you know about this? I did know about this, and I just kind of assumed you would know about it because I assumed that your mentions were going to blow up about it like they did. Well, they did, did, but but I – so here's the deal. I I have been spending so much time on my phone that I haven't been checking my mentions as much as I usually do because my goal has been – I've been spending eight and a half or nine hours a day on my phone in addition to all the other work that I do, the three hours of radio, hour of TV, the Periscope, the Facebook, the writing – in addition to that, I'm working like 18 hours a day. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like the number of hours that I am working now, and I've been like, I need to have some semblance of a life and not work as much. So the way that I've been trying to do that is not spend as much time. You know, I get whatever it is, thousands of mentions a day. 
And if I actually look at all those mentions, it just like it it sucks me into like a a black hole of of, of phone, you know, too much time on the phone. So I just happened to scroll through. Nobody on my timeline shared it. So I follow the people I follow. I look at, but nobody on my timeline actually shared the boobs. So I just happened to catch it. I was scrolling through really quickly last night to make sure that I didn't miss anything during the game. Uh, the the football game, but I was watching the football game. I just flipped back over a little bit and saw baseball, so I had no idea um, that this happened last night. This is a uh, this is a big deal. It's a big win for Major League Baseball because I'm, I'm talking about it this morning. Otherwise, even the World Series, I wouldn't be paying that much attention. Uh, all right, so everybody else saw it, but me. This is I'm just gonna say this is something that you guys should be bringing up. You guys should, like, especially you, Danny, you should be like, hey, did you see those boobs? Because I'm telling you right now, we are making a lot of guys' mornings better. People are dragging. They're getting out of bed. They're not that excited. And they just heard there were boobs on the World Series. Everybody's feeling better now. It was in our notes here. That's normally the kind of happy story that we end an hour with. Yeah, right. But we should have started the show off with, <laughs> with this. This I, That's a trend I'd like to see start to happen more often. I would love if women were just like, you know what? Uh, baseball games we're just going to be flashing our boobs from here on that's something that i could get behind major league baseball ratings would skyrocket you're watching baseball and boobs at any moment might show up guys we're going to be all in uh all right speaking of boobs uh there was a boob-like performance by the officiating crew in the titans and the tampa bay buccaneers performance by the way i said that i think that Jameis winston is the worst quarterback in the nfl right now this guy is so bad. He has turned the ball over 10 times in his last two games. Can somebody look up the total number of turnovers that have been committed by everyone else in the NFL? I don't think anybody else is even... I, I think there are very few people who have turned the ball over 10 times in the season so far. Jameis Winston turned it over six times the last game that the Bucks played. Probably just Baker Mayfield. They Baker Mayfield hasn't turned the ball over as many times as as Jameis Winston. As far as interceptions or just fumbling? Total. There's okay. no way he's turned the ball over. No, as not many as times. much, but he's up there. Uh I want to know though, how many more times has Jameis Winston turned the ball over than anybody else? He's Dub is looking that up right now. Ten times in the last two uh the last two games. The Titans had no business winning this game if Jameis Winston doesn't turn the ball over ten times. And he was absolutely atrocious. Stinks for uh, the Bucks because Mike Evans is maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm not even, that's not hyperbole. I think if you told me right now I could have any wide receiver in the NFL, you know, we could have a debate. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously off the charts. But I think right now, you know, obviously Julio Jones is being paid an inordinate amount of money. But I think Mike Evans might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. If you told me right now I could draft any wide receiver onto my NFL team, because I wonder what we would see Mike Evans capable of if, God forbid, he played for somebody like a Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson or a Patrick Mahomes, somebody who's really, really good at the quarterback position as opposed to Jameis Winston, who's a total bum. But... Mike Vrabel, who's the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, every game it feels like now makes awful decisions on the sideline that are indefensible and you watch them happen and you think, my God, do you not understand the basic elements of coaching strategy? At its most elemental level, the goal of a coach is to put his team into a position where they are more likely to win than they otherwise would. That is the goal. That is the responsibility. That's the obligation of a coach. And Mike Vrabel keeps making decisions that make it more likely that his team is going to lose. And he did it again on Sunday. Up by four, with three minutes and 20 seconds to go, the Titans faced a fourth and two-ish, fourth and three-ish, two and a half yards, let's call it. And they had a 45-yard field goal that would have given them a seven-point lead. There are arguments that you should go for it. I don't think they're good because I think a seven-point lead there is so valuable. But if you are going to decide to go for it, you probably should leave your offense on the field because Ryan Tannehill was pretty decent 
on third down and short yardage when it came to passing. But instead of that, Mike Vrabel elects to run his punter. Now, the punter is probably the best player of the season for the Titans, Brett Kern. But Mike Vrabel elects to run a fake that involves his punter taking the snap, getting up, and attempting to run for the first down. And Brett Kern, the punter, gets absolutely blown up to such an extent that he fumbles the football. And actually, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scoop and score it. But there's an inadvertent whistle. And as a result, the Bucs just get the ball where they stop the play. So it kind of ends up being the equivalent of a missed field goal. But this is what it sounded like. Running like a kicker. <laughs> Jeez, look at this. Boom, nice. Oh, that well done. Really well done. I mean, he doesn't even get a good lick on him. He just drilled him with his... That's my. Uh, that was Matt Millen, who was calling the game yesterday uh, for Fox, that uh, Bucks titans game. But it was such an awful decision. Did you guys, uh, did you see this live, Danny G? Did you see this decision? Yeah, I saw it on Red Zone. So how big of a whiff? I mean, if this were, and I was talking with a couple of buddies about this, if this were a game, like let's say that Sunday night football had ended in this fashion, or God forbid, Monday night football, or even one of the afternoon windows, let's say it's Browns and it was Patriots, this would be probably the number one topic in America because everybody would be saying, how in the world did it happen that they blew the whistle here? Because I think that's what happened. And so the Bucks lost the opportunity to scoop and score there. This should have been a Buccaneer touchdown to take a 30-27 to 27 lead on the Titans and potentially go on and win this football game. Instead, there's an inadvertent whistle, which is not able to be reviewed. And so the fact that Brett Kern fumbled ends up taking it out of the point of discussion. But the stupidity of Mike Vrabel to run this play can't be underrated here. Because, but for an inadvertent whistle, you would have taken a play that could have given you a seven-point lead and you would have allowed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis Winston, who really is so bad, so bad that you don't really necessarily fear as much him driving with the football. He got the ball twice inside of the final four minutes with a chance to win, and he turned it over both times. But this in and of itself was utterly indefensible. Uh, I mean, are you with me that this is such a stupid coaching decision by Mike Vrabel? Yeah, and that inadvertent whistle cost the Bucks the game. Yeah, it did. And, and it would be a massive story if <laughs> oh. it were anybody else. Yeah, like especially any, uh, like a winning a team. Game. Yeah, and if it was a winning team that needed that W, it would be top headline on all the websites right now as you wake up. By the way, on those turnovers here, Jameis, 12 interceptions and three fumbles lost. Baker, 12 interceptions and one fumble lost. Daniel Jones, seven interceptions and six fumbles lost. Jameis has fumbled eight times total, losing three of those. So he's thrown how many fumbles has he thrown? I mean, how many interceptions? 13? 12 for Jameis. Same as Baker. 12, and he has fumbled the ball 10 times? (laughs) Yes. He's fumbled eight times total. He lost three of them. So 20 turnovers. Oh, my goodness. 20 turnovers in seven games. Now, you don't control when you fumble the football whether or not your team is going to be able to recover it. So it's really just kind of happenstance, uh, you know, 50-50 ball once it hits the ground. But 20 turnovers in seven games. I mean, the dude is almost averaging three turnovers per game, putting the ball on the ground or throwing in. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and honestly, I think that he would get – but he and Baker Mayfield have been the two worst quarterbacks in the NFL so far this season who have started you know, four or more games. And I think Baker Mayfield deserves to get suspended. Sus- not suspended. Not suspended right now. He deserves to get benched. But he's the number one overall pick, and it's unlikely to happen. And I don't in, – in, but for the fact that the Bucks essentially have no backup quarterback – I don't know how in the world Bruce Arians sticks with Jameis Winston at this point in time. 
12 interceptions and eight fumbles so far this year through seven games is off the charts bad. 20 turnovers. Uh, Dub, were you watching? Did you see this decision by Mike Vrabel to attempt the fake field goal there? Yeah, I did. And I would say I was, you know, surprised, but there's been so many other instances this season so far where he's made just such a head-scratching decision. I mean, this just kind of seems like what he does. It seemed totally just ridiculous and unnecessary. Are you with me that if this had happened with any, like, a major team as opposed to the Bucks, that it's the number one story coming out? Because there's so much talk about NFL officiating screw-ups already this year. This is a screw-up that literally changed the outcome of the game. I think there's a very good chance of that. Maybe you can argue that the Titans would have come down and scored anyway, but I really do feel like it completely changed the outcome of the game. And that if we didn't, uh, that, that, if, that if that play had happened to a bigger team that people actually cared about, that it would be the number one story in America today in terms of the NFL. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, if that happened in the Eagles-Bills game, or the Panthers 49ers, I think it would be leading every single show across America. It would have been leading you know, the preview show into Sunday Night Football last night. It would be all over the place. But like you said, no one really cares about these two teams, so it kind of gets slid under the rug in a sense. It is amazing because I bet there's a ton of people right now listening to us who had no idea this play happened because people don't care about the Bucks and they really don't care about the Titans, and neither one of these teams are very good. But the larger issue of a major NFL officiating error that likely cost the Bucks a game uh, over the stupid decision by Mike Vrabel, which put his punter in that situation to fumble the football and get it scooped and scored on a fake field goal of all the stupid ways you could do it. I mean, it's just off the charts dumb. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be if you missed it, two women sitting behind home plate flashed their roofs. I didn't see it. I was watching, uh, unfortunately, I was watching the Chiefs game. I was watching the Chiefs play against uh, the Packers. And so uh, as a result, I missed it. Uh, but there are a uh, there are a lot of different uh, moving parts uh, associated with, uh, with what happened this weekend in the NFL and in college football, and we are tracking all of it. And in particular, we are jumping into the college football universe now at the start of hour two. And if you were watching Saturday night, we uh, Saturday uh, afternoon, we had our third straight 21-plus point upset underdog win in a row. Uh, three weeks ago, we had the Georgia Bulldogs lose at home to South Carolina. Then we had a uh, huge loss by Wisconsin – against Illinois as a 31-plus point underdog. And then Oklahoma went on the road and gave up their playoff opportunities. I think the Sooners' playoff hopes are dashed. They are gone. Kansas State with a huge win. This is what it sounded like. There's another knee, and that is going to do it. Your Wildcats have beaten number five Oklahoma. And the Cats rush the field. The Sooners are headed to their locker room. An incredible victory today by Chris Kleiman's Wildcats. All right, that's obviously the Kansas State Radio uh, Network. So here is the larger universe question here in the wake of this defeat. What is the impact for the college football playoff picture as we are now getting close to entering into November, obviously the first weekend of November coming up this weekend. Um, and to me, the the takeaway here is pretty straightforward. First of all, Oklahoma's chances of making the playoff, almost zero. Uh, and, and I understand Oklahoma Sooner fans are upset. And they're, well, well, we only lost one game. Well, yeah, but your conference is not very good. And you lost to a team that you're not going to get the opportunity to play again and I'm frankly, I'm not sure that based on the way Oklahoma played against Kansas State that they're going to win out regardless. But a 12-1 and Oklahoma team would have a significantly worse resume than, for instance, 11-1 and LSU would. And so let's start to look at the big picture here. Right now, I believe that Oklahoma loss effectively put two SEC teams into the playoff. I think if the season ends the way I anticipated ending, with, first of all, LSU and Alabama are on a bye week. Both teams are 8-0. LSU traveling to Tuscaloosa. They are now the number one team in the nation, LSU is. Got their win over Auburn. Gutted out a win there. Withstood the late charge from Auburn. The Tigers played a great game. LSU did as well as Auburn. Big physical contest down on the bayou lsu's number one team in all of college football uh they are going on the road against alabama the big question obviously is going to be what is the health of tua's ankle going to be as they get ready to play against lsu i believe when you break this thing down assuming that alabama and lsu both went out otherwise both of these teams are going to be in the college football playoff regardless of what happens in their game against each other. Uh, That's because, and I think the argument's even stronger if LSU loses. 
if LSU loses on the road against Alabama, they're close out by beating Ole Miss, I believe Arkansas, and Texas A&M is the next three. LSU is going to go 11-1 and in their schedule, even if they lose to Alabama, in my opinion. If that happens, 11-1 and at LSU will have beaten Florida, they will have beaten Auburn, and they will have beaten Texas. That's three pretty solid wins that are better, I believe, than any other one-loss team will have. And their loss will be far better than anybody else's loss will be going on the road and losing. If Alabama loses, I still think 11-1 Alabama would get in as well, presuming that they finish off the season by winning on the road against Auburn. So, and look, there's also the possibility if Georgia were to win out or if Florida were to win out and go 12-1, and either one of those schools would get in as well. And I think the team that they beat would get in also if it were 12-1 and Alabama or if it were 12-1 and LSU. In other words, right now there are four SEC teams that are still alive to potentially make the college football playoff. Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Florida. If any of those four teams win out, they'll be in the playoff. And if any of the teams, meaning Alabama or LSU, finish 12-0 in the regular season and then lose in the SEC title game in an upset, I think they would get in as well. In the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, we have got Ohio State just running roughshod over everybody. I'll give you my top 10 here in a sec. But you've got Ohio State, you have got Penn State, and you've got Minnesota, all of whom are still undefeated. We've got a game, believe it or not, which is going to be huge in Minnesota, probably the biggest Golden Gopher football game in 50 years. 8-0 Minnesota hosting 8-0 Penn State up in Minnesota uh, in a massive game for Minnesota. I don't believe the Golden Gophers are a legitimate threat to advance into the college football playoff. I just don't think they're good enough. But... That Penn State game against Ohio State is likely, if you look at Penn State and Ohio State's remaining schedule, to decide everything in the Big Ten. Ohio State will probably be a 10 or 12 point favorite, I would think, in that game. So it would be a pretty substantial upset if Penn State were able to pull it off. But that will decide who wins the Big Ten East, which means that the Ohio State-Michigan game may not even have any major stakes to it at all because if Ohio State beats Penn State, wins out the rest of their games, and is sitting at 11-0, and even if they lost to Michigan, if they came back the next week and won the uh, Big Ten title to get to 12-1, and I don't think that Ohio State would be out of the playoffs. So whoever wins the Big Ten is going to get in. There's an outside chance that uh, that Ohio State or Penn State could both get in. Uh, both of them could potentially, uh, depending on how things broke. If, for instance, uh, let's say that uh, that Penn State beats Ohio State, goes on to go 13-0, and or vice versa, and then we have a lot of chaos, that resume that either Penn State or Ohio State would have as a one-loss team is better than, for instance, Oklahoma's resume would be, and I think it's better than Oregon's resume would be. Oregon has got a big boulder on its playoff hopes because they lost to Auburn, and Auburn is likely to finish 8-4. and four. I think Auburn still ends up losing. I could be wrong. They could knock out Georgia, but I think that Auburn ends up losing four games. I think Auburn will still lose to Georgia, and I think Auburn will still lose to... Alabama would be my prediction right now which would mean that Auburn would go eight and four well if you're Oregon and you lost to a four loss SEC team how could you argue that you deserve to get in over let's say 11 and one LSU or 11 and one Alabama I don't think you could so I think the odds of Oregon making the playoff are virtually zero Uh, meanwhile Clemson continues to win out there in the ACC, which is the worst Power 5 conference maybe that we've ever seen. So uh, there are a lot of moving parts there 
that are still in existence in the college football playoff. But I would also encourage you uh, to uh, to go read my starting 11 column, which you can see at outkick.com if you want to know the overall college football playoff uh, picture. I'll also allow you right now, 877-996-6369, if you want to weigh in and ask me college football playoff picture questions, you can do that now. Double field your call, 877-996-6369. Let me go ahead and give you my OutKick Top 10, and then I will bring in the crew in the next segment, and we'll talk larger picture college football playoff and also any questions that you guys may have out there about college football uh, in general, I'll answer all of your playoff questions. I think I'm pretty good at this. Uh, hate to brag, but I think I may be the best person in America at breaking down the college football playoff picture. Uh, number one team in the OutKick Top 10, LSU. I think LSU has been the most impressive team through eight weeks of the season so far. Second best team, Ohio State. Buckeyes have won every game by 24 or more points. It's an incredible run that they are on right now. I'm not sure anybody else in the Big Ten is even close to them. We'll see in a few weeks whether that might be the case with Penn State rolling into Columbus. Alabama, Crimson Tide, they didn't miss anything at all, even without Tua for the week. They dominated against Arkansas, which is the worst team in the SEC. Right now, Arkansas is trending towards 0-16 to start off in conference play with uh, with uh, with Chad Morris. Think about that in perspective. The last year of Brett Bielema, Arkansas was 1-7 in the SEC. That means Arkansas Razorback fans might have to deal with 1-23 in their last 24 conference games. That is just absolutely brutal. I've got Alabama 3 Penn State sliding in at the four spot. I like the win that I saw from Penn State on the road against Michigan State. Michigan State's kind of had their number past couple of years, but they come out, get up 28-0. Ugly environment there in East Lansing. Penn State I've got as my fourth best team. So if I were on the playoff committee and I were picking right now, as we enter into November, I would have LSU 1, Ohio State 2, Bama 3, Penn State 4, I've got Clemson in the five spot. Then I have got the uh, Florida Gators at six. Florida plays Georgia this weekend. Massive college football game. Florida, Georgia in Jacksonville. Uh, Will be a lot of fun to watch that one. Uh, Georgia has opened right around a three-point favorite. Massive game for both sides. If you've never been to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, you should go for sure. It is a phenomenal experience. Florida 6, Georgia 7, Oklahoma 8, Auburn 9, and the Oregon Ducks I have got sliding in to the top 10. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, there's a fire right near us, so we're hoping it's a dungeon. So you're safe from all the flames? Is it actually close to you, the fire? Sepulveda Pass, yeah. Yeah, that is the uh, road right up the hill from us. Oh, wow. I, I mean, that's that's close to L.A. Yeah, it's burned over 70 acres of the Sepulveda Pass. Can you see the smoke when you guys were driving in? Was that any, any yeah, issue at all? Vito, well, Vito called into the studio, and he was telling me all about it because it's jumped to the other side of the 405 now. Oh, man, so, that's going to be a mess this morning for oh, everybody trying to come to work in L.A. It's all over all of the breaking news on the L.A. TV stations because of traffic and Bel Air and Brentwood is affected by it as well since it jumped the other side of the freeway. And of Which course, is what LeBron was tweeting yes. about because his mansion is in Brentwood. So, I mean, for people out there, I mean, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of people out there waiting, waking up right now with us in the L.A. area that this is going to be a complete mess for, <clears throat> I mean, a danger, first of all, to a lot of people's homes. But even if you're not, your home is not in that area, just trying to drive around today at the 405 is being impacted like this is going to be a huge mess. 
Yeah, prayers to all of the California firefighters up and down. There are still some big fires in the middle of the state and in Northern California as well. So the entire state has still been affected by flames right now. Yeah, I mean, some, yeah, that's that's wild. Uh, so uh, hopefully everybody's going to be okay there. But this is a uh, this is a significant issue, obviously, for the second biggest country, yeah. the city in the country. If I mean, you are waking up with us on AM 570 LA Sports, stay away from the 405 freeway this morning. God, that is, I mean, the 405 is so integral to oh, so many main artery. people. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, that that is going to be just a total mess. In fact, maybe just don't go to work today. I, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know if I can write in, uh, you know, sick notes uh, or, uh, or you know, weather-related uh, issues, but it's going to be such a cataclysm uh, if if what you guys are saying is is accurate there for what's going on with the wildfires near the 405 that i mean it's going to be almost impossible to get around yeah we were guessing on whether or not roberto's going to have to stay an extra hour <laughs> after outkick is over because joel who is the engineer for fox that comes in and runs the dan patrick show from out of our studios yep to get it out to the rest of the country from fox that's his road into the studios right uh, and a lot of our coworkers come in from that path. Going to affect everybody, and so we just wish everyone the best out on the freeways this morning in L.A. That's an awful story. If you're looking for a positive story, there were boobs last night at the first uh, at the First Amendment. The First Amendment and boobs were both start the healing last night. Start the healing. Start the healing. Boobs bring us all together again. I tweeted out the video. Were you watching this live when the two girls flashed their boobs behind home plate? I wish I was. I was doing the same thing as you. I was flipping back and forth between Sunday night football and the World Series. I was mostly watching the Sunday night football because World Series, I I, I had it flipped over when the Astros hit the home run to make it four zip. And so I was like, well, this game kind of feels like it's over. And so I was mostly focused on the, uh, the the Chiefs-Packers game more so than I was anything World Series. And I had no idea about this until this morning when I checked my mentions and it was just deluged with people who had seen uh, the, these girls and they're good-looking girls uh, that have flashed their boobs and immediately been banned uh, from, uh, from Major League Baseball ball, uh, par- par- ballparks everywhere. But they were right behind home plate, and the two of them together uh, simultaneously went, uh, went boobs for us. You get banned from CNN for saying boobs. Yes. They get banned from the ballpark for life for showing boobs. Which really, is that a fair punishment? No. I feel like they should get some more tickets for next season i mean i feel like they should get season tickets for life (laughs) i mean if if like in the grand scheme of things if a bunch of fat guys behind home plate flash their flash their boobs nobody cares right except people are like oh that's kind of gross girls do it especially if they're hot girls and the world comes undone but i don't know that they need to get banned for life from major league baseball parks Anyway, video's up. If you're out there right now and you're a guy or a girl and you're on your way into work and you're like, Monday stinks, not really that enjoyable of a day. I don't want to go to work. I hate my job. You can go to my Twitter feed and go look at girls behind home plate flashing their boobs and maybe it'll just make you a little bit happier than it otherwise would. God bless America. There we go. God bless America. That, I do think, is what boobs are great for. They do make men and a lot of women too a lot happier than they otherwise would be. So there you go. Uh, the video's up. I retweeted it uh, from last night during the World Series. Game five, won by the Astros as the Astros won a third straight game in uh, the Nationals ballpark and now will come back home with a chance to close it out with either game six or game seven at home in Houston win their second World Series title in three years. When we come back, we're diving back into the big question. What do we learn from the NFL weekend? We'll discuss. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Just ran through everything that I thought was a major story there when you break down the universe of the uh, NFL. Let me go ahead and give you my top 10 in college football in the wake of Oklahoma's big defeat, which I think opened up the door to the idea of a couple of different SEC teams or potentially a couple of different Big Ten teams, depending on how everything shakes out. Uh, number one team uh, in my outkick top ten, LSU. I think LSU is the best team in college football right now. Second best team, Ohio State. Third best team, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Fourth best team, Penn State. If right now I were ranking the four college football playoff teams, that would be them. Two from the SEC, two from the Big Ten. Then I have got Clemson in the five spot i have got the florida gators in the six spot georgia in the seven uh oklahoma eighth auburn ninth and oregon 10th team in the country all right let me go ahead and bring in the crew what was your biggest takeaway from the nfl or the college football weekend danny g how dominant the NFC teams look yeah, right now. Yeah, it is wild, isn't it? Yeah, two tiers because we can't even put all the top teams into one. We have the Saints, Niners, Packers in tier one, and then the Seahawks, Vikings, and potentially the Panthers still in the second tier of teams. And then, of course, in the AFC, it seems to be the Patriots and everybody else as we kind of wait for Mahomes to get back from his injury. Maybe 
the Chiefs can push their way back up there. Until then, the Colts, maybe the Texans are the second best team in the AFC. And then the other takeaway, I'd say the Bears, just a gut punch, another missed easy field goal at the end of the game. I can't imagine waking up being a Bears fan. That's got to stay with you for the entire week, right? And it seems like maybe Gruden had a master plan because he traded Eddie Pinero to the Bears and the Bears losing. That was the only thing that put a smile on the Raiders fans' faces yesterday is because obviously that helps their draft pick they got for Khalil Mack, one of the picks. I think um, if you're the Bears, in addition to the fact that your offense is just awful because Mitch Trubisky is no good, it's not just that Mitch Trubisky is no good. It's that you traded up to get Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were both there for the taking. Exactly. You're always linked with whoever is drafted alongside of you in the first round. But when you're the first quarterback taken and it looks like there are maybe two studs that were taken after you and Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes – that's kind of ridiculous. And by the way, in terms of the AFC, I don't buy into Lamar Jackson. I don't buy into uh, at all Jacoby Brissett. But I do think maybe possibly if everything went perfectly for either the Texans or uh, the Chiefs, maybe Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes could get hot and go on the road and win in Foxborough against the Patriots. I don't think it's likely but I think those teams at least have a small chance. I, it may only be a scintilla chance because I think the Patriots, as long as Brady stays healthy, are going to be in the Super Bowl. And I think there's a big drop off after them. If they win this weekend against the Ravens, they'll knock the Ravens down to five and three. They will go to nine and zero. Oh. They would have a three game lead in the loss column with seven to go plus the tiebreak. I mean, you're talking about them having a three and a half game lead with seven to go for the number one overall seed. I mean, they could have the number one overall seed in the AFC potentially locked up by Thanksgiving. I mean, it's wild how dominant the Patriots have been relative to everybody else in the AFC. Any additional thought? Uh, Just the PI reviews. We've talked about it on the show before. It's getting ridiculous now, though. I was keyed in on the Raiders game where Gruden was just throwing a fit because early in the game, he lost a challenge. And then at the end of the game, there were two plays. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? Everyone's screaming at the TV, throw the flag, throw the flag. They weren't going to overturn those. I didn't think those were as egregious as the ones that happened at the end of like there were a couple of offensive pass interference calls against the Browns which were, I mean, look, the Browns got whipped and they didn't deserve to win that game, but they had a couple of calls that went against them that were utterly indefensible. And actually, the worst pass interference call I saw all weekend uh, was the one that was called on, I don't know how many people were watching Michigan-Notre Dame. We haven't talked a ton about that game, Uh, but Michigan got absolutely jobbed on what should have been an interception where a defensive pass interference call was, uh, was made. And For a minute there, it looked like a game might actually get competitive because Notre Dame scored on that drive to make it 17-7. Now then, uh, from that point forward, it was just an utter beatdown, but it was an awful call. I mean, there was no way to defend it. It was the worst pass interference call that I saw all weekend. I watched a lot of football. Uh, What about you, Dub? What stood out? Well, I'm going to go over to the college ranks, and Ohio State really stood out to me. Their offense all season has been... Super impressive, as we all know, but the defense is what stood out to me this week. Chase Young, he is a total freakazoid. I mean, that kid was all over the field, and they held Jonathan Taylor to 52 yards rushing and five yards receiving. By far the best job anyone's done against Jonathan Taylor, probably in his entire career at Wisconsin. So, for me, Ohio State, right there with LSU at the top of the board in terms of best teams in the country. Yeah, and also, Wisconsin has faded in a hurry, right? Uh, they got the big win over Michigan, and we do need to give Michigan credit. They knocked Notre Dame out of the playoff conversation. Michigan, that's probably the best win that Jim Harbaugh has had during his tenure as the head coach of Michigan, and uh, they they definitely came out and whipped uh, Notre Dame. Now, the question will be, can they beat Ohio State in the final game of the season? And what's really got to be galling for Michigan fans is it's going to be really probably a game that doesn't even matter that very much, because if... Ohio State beats Penn State, then they will win the Big Ten East and they will be 11-0, and 0, 
when they go into Ann Arbor to play against Michigan. And if they're 11-0, and it won't really matter what happens in that game against Michigan because if they come back the next weekend and win the Big Ten. Now, I know, look, it's a rivalry game and you want to win it and all those things, but Michigan is not going to be in a position probably to be in the mix at all in the Big Ten for the entire month of November because of the early season losses to Wisconsin and to Penn State. Now, it's possible Penn State could go on the road and lose against uh, against Minnesota, and then maybe they could come back and they could somehow beat Ohio State, and then you'd need some crazy upsets uh, the rest of the way. It's it just it's hard for me to even conceive of a way that Michigan could be in a position where their game matters at the end of the year against uh, Ohio State. But Michigan did get the big win over Notre Dame. Don't want to overlook uh, that game because at a minimum, it knocked Michigan, it knocked sorry Notre Dame out of the college football playoff race. And again, I think that Oklahoma loss put two SEC teams in. I think that there's a very good chance two of either Alabama, LSU, Florida, or Georgia will be in the SEC, uh, will be from the SEC in the playoff. Clemson looks good, and then somebody from the Big Ten. I think the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are likely to be left out, which is why I've been arguing, if you're the commissioner, Larry Scott, ahead of the the Pac-12 or the commissioner ahead of the Big 12, how in the world are you not arguing for a playoff expansion to get to eight college football teams so that your conference champ is guaranteed a spot in the college football playoff. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, what was your big takeaway, Ralph Irvin? Oh, you mean, you mean Brian? Brian. What? First of all, <laughs> they keep switching the update guy on me. Where is Eddie? <laughs> He's coming back tomorrow. Eddie has been gone for like 19 days now. Yeah. This. How is it possible that he has this much vacation time? I mean, he's been like you said. He's been here since since uh, storming the beaches of since Normandy. storming the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. I have never missed this many days of work <laughs> in a row in my life. Again, I want to come back to work one day. <laughs> I want to be one of two things. I want to come back to work as either my kids because their life is amazing, or I want to come back to work <laughs> as somebody who works on this show <laughs> other than me, because all of you disappear for days weeks months at a time nobody knows where you are and i gotta be sitting here doing the show anyway all right whoever's doing the updates do the updates all right here we go clay let's hear it ralph Uh, (laughs) come on ralph you can do it what in the uh what's his name edgar martinez is going on around here all right uh the the astros rampage the national better get mako let's work it back to clay travis in the outkick the coverage studios uh good stuff Sorry that I'm not aware who's doing the updates. Are we sure that Eddie's going to be back tomorrow? Or does he, he have to have like a, a, a additional trip? Has he gone to Jerusalem for the he weekend? He actually went to Chicago. He was at the Chargers Bears game yesterday. It's like Waldo. It's like yep. uh, Ferris yeah. Bueller. Yeah. But I just saw a tweet from him saying he and his wife are going to be in Indiana for a Pacers game tonight. So. Is, this, is this actually true? <laughs> not sure if he's going to make it tomorrow or not. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a joke at this point. Again, it's like Ferris Bueller. I'm like the school principal walking around, and then Eddie's just on television. He's in Australia snorkeling at the Great Barrier Reef. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and every day, why, why have the why have we been changing update guys every day? Well, I've been with you a couple days last week. Clay. I know, but every, like you're switching out on me every other day. I know. Like I don't, I don't know what's supposed to be like. This is just yeah. unbelievable to me. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this is uh, Eddie has been gone for most of it's not even an exaggeration he has been on vacation for most of october same as the raiders road trip like 17 days 49 days away 25 hours in the air days i mean (laughs) what is this world that we live i didn't even know people could leave work for 17 or 18 days well clay if you got one day off i mean everybody's you know raising you know hell i mean it it, just i didn't even get a day (laughs) by the way last week i didn't even get a day off I had I had to go to a advertiser event in Orange County. I spent two hours in an Uber. What's the longest Uber ride you guys have ever taken? Oh, when I got back from Nashville uh, after J Mart's wedding, yeah, the only flight I could find back in landed around rush hour traffic. I knew it was going to be bad, 
but because of the extra construction around the new L.A. Rams stadium, it was three hours in an Uber ride to get from LAX to Burbank. Oh, <laughs> that I feel worse for the driver than I do you. What did you have to pay for that? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Yeah, oh. rush hour traffic. That's all you had to pay for a three-hour Uber ride. It's, That's the worst Uber. I mean, like that poor. I said again, I feel awful for the driver. I gave him a fat. Twelve dollar and fifty cent oh, tip. Yeah. Twelve dollar and fifty cent tip. I'm sure it made his day. <laughs> I was in an Uber for two hours, and I was like, "My God, this is the I, I, it's the longest ride I've ever taken." I had to get like I finished the, the Fox uh, on the Fox lot on Wednesday. I finished the lock it in, and then I immediately got in an Uber, and I had to drive all the way out to uh, Laguna Niguel. Does that sound right? Um, yep. Uh, so all the way out to Laguna Niguel, and it took over two hours. And I was like, I mean, it was just like, I don't know what to do. And it, I, that seems like a long time to spend with a stranger, right? Who's just randomly driving me in an Uber. Yep. But that was a hundred bucks. Oh, the worst part is my Uber driver, he needed Freon because his AC wasn't working. Oh. And it was only like 95 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. So I was melting for three hours in the back of this Uber. And I'm like, yeah. why couldn't I have got a nice new car? That's awful. I'm coming back out Friday to LA for the weekend. Um, and uh, I'm bringing my wife because we're going to go to uh, a party and I want her to meet like she's never met the people that I do the television show with. So we've been doing the television show for two years. Oh, boy. Can you imagine her and Rachel Benetta ganging up on you the entire night? I'm a little bit nervous about that because Sal's wife is also good friends with Rachel Benetta. But yeah, I feel like it's all going to be uh, all going to be ganging up on me. And so I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I feel like she should. And then the problem is. I thought maybe she was going to be able to come to the Super Bowl, but then the kids have got some ridiculous stuff going on. So anyway, we're flying back out. But that's got me terrified now. Uh, the idea of getting stuck in a three-hour Uber in L.A. would just – I mean, I, don't, I would lose my mind, I think, if I were in a random car for three hours, like not – you only covered, like, what, 15 miles? Yeah, 17-mile total. And here's the worst part. It's going to be in effect here soon. They're not going to allow Uber or Lyft – to drop off or pick up at LAX any longer. Yeah, I heard about that. Well, that's kind of because it's just so uh, congested, I guess. Well, they're blaming it on that. But it's funny, this new rule is not going to affect taxi cab companies. Yeah, right. So do the math. I get that. Well, (laughs) people have to be able to leave. I mean, yeah. Well, now they're going to make you go to a lot where you then have to take a shuttle to the airport. Oh, that's That's, going to be a nightmare. Oh, it's going to be awful. Oh, is it going to affect whether or not you can get a black car? <laughs> yeah, all the cars are going to drop. No, off I mean, at the in shuttle. all seriousness, can I ke- can I keep getting my black car where there's somebody standing there with a sign to pick me up? <laughs> That's all I care about. Is it going to impact the black cars? That's why I work. So I can when I get off the airplane, there's a guy with a black car with my name that I can get in the, get in with him. So if this is going to impact Racist. that, then this is going to be this is going to be a major issue. <laughs> Think about all the celebrities coming into LAX. There's no way they're getting on a bus to go to a terminal. It's not going to impact the black cars. Like an actual car service? Yeah, the black cars. Yeah, they're you, probably like, they're going to be like a cab service. You're yeah, right. Everybody's it's not got Uber. The, you know what I'm talking about. Every, every, the black car service. Not the color of the person who's picking you up, meaning the <laughs> meaning <laughs> Yeah, the not driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> yeah. The black car service. Uh, that's interesting. I guess yeah. if you want a particular race of a driver, you potentially could get that. No, no. You guys you guys are Yeah, the are record not companies the, always lived off of the car services. We're going to send a car service for this, and that was pre-Uber Lyft. They lived on the car service. Yeah, yeah. So when you, uh, when you are a, uh, a member of the uh, hoity-toity like me, you come off of an airplane, and there is a black car waiting for you. Yeah. And the driver has your name on a sign. Exactly. Is that going to be impacted at LAX? Because if that is, then I might have to protest. I got major issues if that's yep. going to be an issue. Sign says Travis Clay. Yeah, usually the wrong name. But uh, but fingers crossed that I'm going to be able to continue there. Um, in the meantime, when we come back, we will break down finally one more time college football and the NFL for you. We'll talk about the best moment in sports last night on television. You don't know what I'm talking about. Behind home plate, game five, Astros on the road against the Nationals. We had a spectacular scene. 
God bless America, two women lifted their tops, bare boobs, the world coming undone on the internet this morning. I tweeted out the video. We will discuss America, baseball, apple pie, and boobs. All we needed was a bald eagle <laughs> to come flying through and land on their America. shoulders. And a black God. car. And a black car. Uh, this is our kick on. Yeah, those girls definitely deserve a black car. They don't have to. They should not have to get on a bus. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Would you be more likely to watch the World Series if every World Series game there was going to be a good-looking girl and she would flash her boobs in the crowd, but you didn't know when it would happen and you didn't know where it would happen, it was like, where's Waldo for boobs? I think people, I think there are a lot of guys out there listening to us right now that would decide to watch the World Series just for the chance that you might see boobs every now and then. Am I crazy for this this theory? I think it's like the unexpected joy. Because people be like, well, it's the internet, you know, like there's boobs everywhere. It's not hard to see boobs. But I think it's like the joy for men in seeing boobs when you're not anticipating them and it being like, where's Waldo? I think it I think a hundred percent more guys would watch. Especially with like the era of social media where as soon as you saw them, people would be like, there they are. I think I saw them. Let me go back with my DVR. Be honest, Danny G. Would you watch more World Series action if you knew that a good-looking girl was going to flash her boobs at some point during the game in the crowd, but you didn't know when and where? Well, yeah, I'm male, so yes. <laughs> but I mean, the, the thing is, there are women is listening like, to us right now. Well, that are some like, women so would stupid. too. No, women would too because they get catty and critique each other. Yeah, so. right. But but I don't think that. But the women thing is, I don't think they'd be more likely to watch the World Series. I'm not even kidding about this. I think there are tons of men out there listening to me right now that are starting off their morning and they're thinking to themselves as I ask that question. They're like, you know what? I probably would because I'd be like texting with my buddies. I'm sitting at home, uh, you know, like, and me and my buddies were like on boob patrol and we're just scanning like the crowd every, every time there's a foul ball, every time there's a crowd reaction shot, you're like, is this going to be the time when the boobs get shown? Like, I think people, I think it would be actually net benefit. They banned these girls. If you don't know the story, two girls behind home plate, good looking girls flashed their boobs last night during the game, Nationals Astros and Major League Baseball has banned them. <laughs> from their stadiums potentially for life i don't know how they enforce that ban but evidently they have banned them for life uh would you be more likely to watch dub well 100 percent. now my mind uh is going you know maybe a little world series bingo you know you get a, an error at second base a stolen base two sets of boobs and behind home plate you know it'd make for a good little game and these girls i just want to say you know if they really do love the game of baseball and they are banned for life from MLB stadiums. There's a fine ballpark here in Nashville, First Tennessee State Park. I'd be more than happy to take them out to the ballpark, grab a couple hot dogs, a couple beers, and we can sit behind home plate too. I don't know. If, I don't think they're banned from minor leagues. That's a good point. I, what would really be amazing is if they snuck in to Houston for the Astros game, like in a wig, had incredible seats again, and flashed their boobs in Houston too. Now that would be next level counter intel is you say you're banned and then boom you decide that you're going to go uh down and make that play that would be pretty extraordinary by the way as soon as i finish this show i'm going to go on with bobby bones uh my my buddy he's on a lot of different stations and his morning show he went on a date to uh his first date with this girl to the titans game against uh the tampa Bay buccaneers and he wore a jersey on the date and i'm anti-jersey you know, like guys wearing jerseys in general, because I think it's basically like you acknowledging that if the guy whose jersey you're wearing wants to leave with the girl you're with, like you just have to like say, okay, see ya. Like you're basically acknowledging that man's total superiority over you. If well, you're unless it's a, a throwback jersey, jersey right? Throw, yeah. and, and the player's you have older to be, than my, you. My, my, my analogy here is in order to wear a jersey and not look like a loser as a grown man, kids obviously can wear jerseys. 
women can wear jerseys. In my opinion, in order to wear a jersey and not look like a total loser, you have to be the person whose jersey you're wearing has to be older than you. Because otherwise, unless it's like Halloween or something, like, okay, if you're dressing up as a player, I'm talking about like you go to a game, it just looks pathetic to me. Like you're wearing like a potato sack jersey that doesn't fit well (laughs) with some other dude's name on your back. You look like a complete loser, every single person who wears a jersey. Now, if it's a throwback, like I'm old enough, like if I were a, uh, let's say a A Raiders Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson jersey, legit, right? Like because he's the guy that I grew up watching. But if you wear the jersey of somebody who is younger than you, like I'm 40, if I'm walking around in a Patrick Mahomes jersey, I look like an effing loser in my mind, right? Like that guy is 15 years younger than me. I uh, like I might as well just go ahead and stamp loser on my forehead. There's no woman who's ever seen a man in a jersey <laughs> and thought, you know who I want to go home with? The dude who's pretending to be dressed like another dude. So you're going to lay out this thesis gonna, oh, on gonna, the Bobby I'm Bones show? I'm going to light up Bobby Bones on his show as soon as my show ends. What like jersey did he have on? Do you know? I'm, we're going to dive into All it. All right. We'll share that audio with you guys tomorrow. Just so you know, I'm trying to make the world a better place. Don't wear a jersey of a man unless he's I got Charles Woodson on right now. Is Woodson older than he's you? He's older. Yeah, he's older than me. All right. So it's allowed. If it were Derek <laughs> Carr, you'd be a big loser. <laughs> And not just because it's a Derek Carr jersey. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.